Do you, as a freelance writer, need an email list? That's what we're talking about today. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. Yeah, so when I was really starting to really get started as a freelance service provider, um, originally as an editor and then as a freelance writer, this was back in the early aughts, I think is how we are saying it, but that's not right. This was back in the early teens. (laughs) This is, uh, I got started in 2010, so this is like 20. Probably 2011 is when I started noticing this all the way through maybe 2016, 2017. But I remember it being a real point of heavy thinking for me in like 2014-ish when I had really gone all in on freelance writing and I was looking into all these different marketing strategies and ways to um, ways to build my business that felt doable to me and not like super scary and all of that. And most of it felt super scary. But I did keep coming across this idea of having an email list and doing some content marketing with it. Now, it is still something I think is worth considering. But there are a lot of things I know now as a much more established um, business owner that I did not know back then. Um, and especially now looking back, I can see what some of my blind spots were back then as I was making these considerations. And so I wanted to share with you my thoughts on whether or not you need an email list. So if the question is, do I need an email list? The short answer is, if you ask me, and this is just me, um, I'm not the be-all, end-all, ultimate expert on freelance writing, but I will tell you my thoughts on the matter. My thoughts are, no, you probably don't need an email list, but it's worth looking into, right? You probably don't need one, but maybe, maybe it could be the thing for you. The thing about having an email list is that it is a marketing strategy, and so you need to go into it eyes wide open about what the strategy is, why it's a thing that makes sense, and how you are going to pull it off. Um, In this case, how you are going to pull it off long term, because the email list strategy is a it's a long term thing. It's the kind of thing that might pay off quickly, but more likely will pay off over time. So you need to be confident, you know, you need to be confident that you will be able to show up consistently. However you define consistent consistency, you need to be able and um, committed to showing up consistently. You have to commit to the consistency or else it's not going to work and you're going to look a tiny bit like a ding dong, right? Probably not a ding dong. More likely you're just going to get forgotten and go to spam and it will all be a wasted effort. The benefit of an email list, as long as you use it right, is that you don't get forgotten. And when somebody needs the service that you offer, you become the first person they think of. Um, There are even people who um, have been really good with their emails, 
and uh, like I'm on their list and I will I have looked for reasons to work with them because I really liked them based on the emails and based on maybe some interaction on social media but mostly the email um, and I've thought you know I really want to work with that person does it make sense to hire XYZ person or XYZ agency now because I want to work with that person. So it can be a very powerful strategy, but again, only if you show up consistently over a long period of time. Now, having an email list does not necessarily need to take a lot of time from you on the day-to-day basis or the week-to-week or month-to-month basis. It is not necessarily a time suck, um, but you must be committed or it's not going to really do anything for you. And then you've wasted all of the time and all of the effort. And let's not do that, shall we? (laughs) Or shall we not? Um, okay. So the, the thing with an email list is that you are basically working what's called a lead magnet funnel. So a lead magnet, a lead, I'm tripping over my words here. A lead magnet funnel is when you put out a lead magnet, which is a magnet for leads, a thing that will draw leads to you. They will like it. They will like it enough that they are willing to give you an email address in exchange for this thing that you want to give them. And then by doing so, they grant you permission to send them more emails in the future. Now, a lead magnet strategy requires a few things to be in place. You need to know who your audience is and what they want, and you need to be offering something that they want. You need to be able to identify a specific pain point or a specific desire. It's all that marketing stuff. Find a pain point, a fear, or a desire that they have and provide a solution for it. A solution ideally that is small enough and short enough that um, that they won't be uh, like put off by it. You know, it's not going to be some super long ebook, which Last time I looked into it was kind of losing traction because no one has time to read all these ebooks anyway. We don't have time to read the books we pay for. We're not going to read the books that are free. Um, lead magnets that tend to do very well tend to be shorter, maybe a couple of pages long, or like a course that is emailed to you, that kind of thing. Something that's very easy to take in, but also needs to be very valuable for you. So some of the popular types of lead magnets are um, like equipment lists and templates and checklists and things like that tend to do pretty well or like a super basics course that um, comes in bite-sized chunks uh, that are delivered to your inbox so you don't have to go looking for them every day because that's probably not going to happen. Things like that. You really need to know your audience. You need to know who they are and what they want so that you can give them this, whatever this really useful thing is. So that brings me to the primary consideration when you're thinking about doing a lead magnet email list kind of strategy. And that is, who is your audience? And so for service providers like us, there are two basic answers to that question. And number one is fellow service providers. And number two is potential clients. 
So the way that you set up your lead magnet and the type of emails that you write, the stuff that you write in your emails should be geared to whoever your audience is. It's very difficult, um, especially as a beginner, to set up an email list that is um, useful for both. That, that can be really handy for both. There are ways to do it. I've seen people do it. Um, but generally speaking, I would pick one or the other. So if you want fellow service providers to be your um, your audience, let's if this is a freelance writing podcast. So let's say you want to build an email list for fellow freelance writers. Now, what is the what is the strategy there? What is the benefit to you um, for in doing so? What is the strategy behind the decision to have an email list for freelance providers? Pre- freelance writers. <laughs> I'm tired today, y'all. Keep tripping on my words. Um, the main thing that this will do is set you up as an expert. It'll set you up as someone who is publicly out there as a freelance writer, doing the thing, getting the work, Maybe you're not like the top shelf foremost person, but it it's a real mark of credibility when you have an active email list or an active blog um, because you do a lot of the same considerations. Should I should my blog be for my clients or for about freelance writing? Um, yeah, it's the same considerations. So what I was saying was um, the the real benefit is that it sets sets you up as an expert. You know what you're talking about. You are an expert on freelance writing. You know your stuff. And so people can look at you and think, oh, that person really knows her stuff. Um, The benefit to having your email list be for clients is that you can use it as a way to um, nurture your prospects Again, demonstrate your your knowledge and your expertise. You give a taste of what it's like to work with you. And all in all, it, it helps cement you as the go-to writer in their mind when otherwise they might not have ever come across you. Generally speaking, if your idea is to start an email list so that you can get more clients, I very loosely would recommend that you um, make your audience be your target market and not your fellow freelancers. Um, that's not a hard and fast rule. It's it's just my general recommendation. I think with email specifically, with a blog, maybe it, it could go either way for me. But with email, I think the type of relationship building that you do in email lends itself more to um, making positive inroads with prospects. I think I think you'll get more value out of it. Now, if in the back of your mind, you're not sure you want to be a freelance writer doing client work for the rest of your life, and you want to build a list with the hope of maybe selling them something down the line and whatever, things like that, it might make more sense for you to have um, fellow service providers, you know, other freelance writers or like a broader service provider or moms or whatever. Um, it may make more sense for them to be your audience. Um, again, it's a strategic decision. What do you want this tool, this email list tool to do for you? What do you hope to accomplish? If you hope to um, one day sell courses, 
make it more like an audience. If you hope to one day um, get client work from it, make it more um, toward your prospects. The benefits of an email list um, offers you a place to do some long-term nurture. You're going straight to somebody's inbox, and if you do it right, then they're going to read it. And if you do it really nicely, um, they're going to respond. I, I have to tell you, some of my favorite um, days are when I send out an email and I get a lot of responses back. I really like that because it means that this is whatever I'm doing has become a two-way conversation. And that's that's what I'm here for. I'm not here just to run my mouth and clack on a keyboard for however long I feel like it. I'm here to really be of service and to connect and to, you know, build people up and show them a new way to make a living. Um, and so because of that, I want it to feel more like a conversation, more like a relationship. And so if you can do that with your clients, again, you become the foremost writer in their mind. And when they're ready to work with someone, you're the one that they're going to come to. This is called inbound marketing, in a sense. You put something out there and see how people respond to it. Um, the people come to you. The people get on your list. They open your emails. They send you a response. Um, and then eventually they reach out to you and say, hey, let's work together. Another benefit of having an email list is that it gives you very good practice. Um, you can begin to get accustomed to email benchmarks. You can begin to toy around with subject lines and formatting and the types of email that you write, um, whether you use pictures or not, and all those things. It's really good practice. It will help you develop your voice. It'll help you develop your style. It'll help you start thinking about ways that you can um, provide value, as they say, which is a phrase that I'm looking forward to falling out of use because it feels so overused to me. Um, but you look for, it's really good practice for finding what we call hooks. You know, what are the interesting things that people want to know about? Um, really useful for um, testing ideas, for developing thought processes. When you have enough people on your list that you can actually get some responses, it can really help you test out um some ideas that you have for like a new service or a new package or, hey, do you guys want this or would you rather have that? Um, so again, just really good practice. And ultimately, having your own email list will teach you how to be a marketer. You will, um, number one, focus on how to make it as easy as possible for you to show up every week or, you know, whatever the pacing is. So you start setting up this process and then it will, you'll begin to develop a feel for how you like to write your emails. And so um, you'll be able to build a, you know, a process around that. And then you'll start um, thinking of new interesting things that you can write, um, which is what a marketer does. They think about new interesting ways to present information. It'll... Um, It'll help you test and see what kind of lead magnet you put at that put out there and see what people like. So you can test um, 
10 headline templates versus, um, I don't know, a 20 minute recording on how to proofread yourself. You know, I don't know. You can, you can think about different things that um, your people might like, put them out there, see what gets responded to, see what gets positive response, see what might get negative response, or see what might get you the people on your list who you want to be on your list and what might get you the wrong people on your list. Um, maybe you end up with a bunch of broke marketers on your list when really what you want is marketing managers, <laughs> right? So you look at who's coming in based on what you're putting out there and you see if you need to make any adjustments. That's all the stuff that marketers do. Um, so when you're doing it for yourself, for your own business, you become a better marketer and then that in turn helps you be more effective with your client work because you understand better what your people are trying to do, what your clients, I mean, are trying to do. And you can, um, you can track with the conversations more easily. You can bring experience to the table and say, well, I've seen recently the blah, blah, blah. Um, you can um, have some ideas that you, that you can offer um, with things that have worked for you or that you noticed because suddenly you're noticing these lead magnets everywhere um, and all of that. It's, it can be really, really good training for you as a service provider when you are performing these same services for yourself. There are some drawbacks, of course. Um, we already talked about how you have to be consistent. Um, I recommend that you email once a week, maybe every other week, um, anything longer than that. And you may be um, running the risk of not being remembered, which is not fun. If your emails are distinctive enough, you could probably get away with emailing once a month. Um, I think there are some email lists who do that pretty successfully. And depending on your audience, anything more frequent might feel like too much. So again, you can test your frequency. That's what we do as marketers. We test. Um, having an email list requires time, requires energy. Sometimes it might even require money of you. You may need to outsource the design of a PDF. You may need to pay for an email service provider. Um, you may need to or want to run paid ads to your lead magnet and that kind of thing. It it requires, uh, it requires resources, time, energy, money, brain power, all that stuff. Um, and then the other potential drawback is that you're going to need some kind of software to pull this thing off. Um, you will need something that can send emails and you will need something where you can set up a page and people put in their email address and you are able to capture it and then send them the thing that they have opted in for. Um, I, for a long time, used ClickFunnels as um, the page builder. I used ClickFunnels and, well, I used Aweber for a while. And then I moved to ConvertKit. Um, now I'm using FGFunnels, which has email and the page opt-in form stuff all rolled up together. Um, the thing, however, both of those services, um, ClickFunnels and FGF are about $100 a month. And then ConvertKit 
it's like 35, I think is what I'm paying right now. It's been a little bit. I usually, pay, I get the annual plan for ConvertKit. Anyway, um, but I'm moving off ConvertKit because FGF has everything that I need. Um, there are a few email platforms out there that have landing pages built in, and that's what you want. Um, you can get, like if you have a WordPress site, you can get plugins where you can build, um, like I use Sumo for a while. I think Bloom is another one. Um, Thrive Themes, I think, has some free opt-in stuff um, where you can set up a form and then it'll collect the email addresses and it, it might not cost much money, if any money, or maybe there's a one-time fee, depending on which one you use. Um, and you may even be able to send out emails from there um, and then connect it to a separate email service provider for an ongoing thing. But before you get overwhelmed and discouraged, um, a lot of, I don't know about a lot, but several, quite a few email service providers offer free accounts for people. There's some kind of limitation on it. Usually it's like the number of subscribers that you have. Um, the one that, oh, right. They offer, what I, the other thing I was going to say, they offer free accounts with landing page software built in. Now, I'm sure there are several, if not quite a few, but my favorite of these is MailerLite. MailerLite, MailerLite, L-I-T-E dot com. Um, they kind of feel a little bit like MailChimp. Um, I would not recommend that you use MailChimp, even though they have a free account too. I just find MailChimp to be so clunky and so behind the times. Um, MailerLite is much faster, much smoother, much easier to use. I had way, way better customer service with them than I ever had with MailChimp. Um, let's see. I think their customer service is probably the most helpful of any email service that I've used until I moved over to FGF. Um, and I've used MailerLite, Aweber, MailChimp, ConvertKit, um, I very briefly used, uh, I think it was GetResponse for a client, very briefly. Um, ClickFunnels email, I've used, I've used them too. All of that to say, MailerLite is the one that I recommend. Um, I don't think I have an affiliate account with them. I don't know if they do affiliate programs. But anyway, I'm going to put a link to them in the show notes for this episode in case you want to go check them out. And if this is an affiliate link, um, I'll make sure that you know it. But I honest to goodness don't remember if I have an affiliate account with them or not. Even if I don't have an affiliate account with them, I highly, highly, highly recommend them. They are the one that I recommend. They have really nice, uh, they have a really nice user uh, interface, user interface that's really easy to use. I like the way that they um, let you map out your automations. It almost feels kind of like a flowchart, and it's very easy to navigate um, and very easy to set up. I've used some real clunkers in the past. Um, Mailer Lights is probably my very favorite. Um, let's see. They have really nice landing pages that you can customize. So you can't like build your own landing page from scratch, or if you can, they've added it since the last time I looked. Um, but they have really good templates and you can change colors. You can change the layout to some extent. You can swap out your own pictures and things like that. So you can get 
a free landing page with a form that immediately adds people to your email list, sends them the thing they've opted in for, and then you can go to that list um, and send your your weekly or your monthly broadcasts, and it's all in one hub, and it's really, really nice when everything works together like that. I've done it both ways, where it's all working together and where it's not all working together, and um, it's a lot nicer when it's all together. So if you decide that having an email list is the thing for you, I would recommend that you use MailerLite. If you are currently using MailChimp, I recommend that you hightail it off of MailChimp just because I find them so difficult to use. Just really counterintuitive and behind the times and just kind of weird. Also, the terms of service, if you wanted to have any kind of anything about working from home as the topic of your email list, they will... Um, if they catch on to you, then they're going to delete you <laughs> without warning. Um, that's happened to a few friends of mine. So don't, do, I just, I just don't recommend them. I don't think, I don't think they stand up to the other service, the other email services out there. So there we have it. Do you need an email list? Probably not, but maybe. If you have any questions about what we talk about in this episode, please feel free to hop on over to the Facebook group and you can tag me in a post and ask me your question. If you like this episode, please hop over to the Facebook group <laughs> and you can tag me in a post and tell me what you liked about it. Um, like I was saying before, it's it's really nice when this becomes a two-way conversation because otherwise I feel like I'm just sitting here talking to my microphone. So I love hearing from you, even if it's... Um, constructive feedback. We'll just say that. Um, I don't love when I get really unhappy, like unpleasant emails who think it's people who think it's okay to treat people badly in their inbox. I don't like those, but most of the time I don't get that. I like hanging out with you. I like knowing what you're thinking about, what's helping you and all of that. So the best place for that kind of exchange with me is the Facebook group. You can go to theinkwellguild.com. Um, that'll take you straight there. It like rolls you forward to the Facebook group, answer the questions. We'll let you in and then we'll start hanging out. It's a party. Or you can search for the Inkwell Guild on Facebook. Either way, I'll see you on the inside. A funny thing happened the other day. I realized that many of my podcast listeners don't know about Clips Camp. So now I'm going to tell you about it. Clips Camp is a three-week course for new and advanced new <laughs> freelance writers who want to get started with high paid client work. If you are on Upwork and miserable, if you're on Fiverr and miserable, or if you haven't even done anything to get started and you don't know what the first step is, Clips Camp is for you. I'm teaching you how to put together a solid portfolio of writing samples that position you as the kind of awesome writer that awesome clients want to hire. So if you want in on that or you just want more information, go to clipscamp.com and I will see you on the inside.